Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Rufino, this is Are You Serious Sports, our new show of 2022. I I got to be honest, I'm a little proud of myself for saying 2022. I I feared all day long that I was going to come out here and say 2021. You ever write on a piece of paper in the first two months of the year and you put like the day's date and you still put last year's date? I literally had that fear of what I was going to say today, of it being, welcome to 2021. That's what I thought I was going to say, even though it is January 3rd of 2022, and a lot to get into here tonight in AYS. Mike Denbrock is your new offensive coordinator. A lot of fans don't know really which way to feel about the new offensive coordinator, Mike Denbrock. I thought he had a very impressive performance against Alabama. I will tell you why. Most people look at the points, and they don't see the results that were missed for Cincinnati just this past weekend. We will touch on Mike Denbrock, along with Joe Sloan, who is a former offensive coordinator of Louisiana Tech, who is going to be your next quarterback's coach here in the Bayou for the Bayou Bengals. We'll touch on Joe Sloan as well. Um, how else can we start off 2022 better than a Rafino's rant? I'm probably going to lose my absolute mind here tonight on some people um, and what they say. And, you know, it's going to be a very strong opinion. And I want to say this off the top. I literally do love each and every one of you. But some things we have to discuss about transfer portal, NIL, uh, opting out. It's going to get live here tonight, and it's going to be, hopefully, a very cordial debate between me and you. I encourage everyone to put inside the comments your thoughts 
about NIL, opting out, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I will try to put as many of them, many as these comments up on the board uh, as I can as the night's show goes on. But we do have to talk uh, about this opting out stuff. That's for damn sure. Um, for damn sure. Also, Brian Kelly's evaluation of this team, some things that we have gathered about what Brian Kelly thinks of his current roster. Uh, and and I've, the biggest question I've been asked today is who are the starters? We will, we will touch on that as well. Uh, we will get into some Kansas State and LSU preview, along with you can't tell me that LSU 2019 isn't the best team, college football team ever orchestrated uh, under the year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of 2019. And hashtag Ask Blake as we will be doing the postgame show or a pregame show uh, before the game tomorrow. So, a lot to get into as this, as I've mentioned, this is the first show uh, of 2022. So, let's get to a couple uh, of these comments and we uh, will get started. Uh, Jamie Hodges says, hashtag, uh, we'll get to the hashtag as Blake's uh, after we pay some bills uh, around here. Ryan Gidry says, 39 total players for the bowl game. Yep. Uh, Stephen Frey says, let's go, Stephen. I didn't forget about you. I'm going to reach out to you uh, tonight. I didn't forget about you. Uh, but Jamie Hodges did say, ah, ha, ha, we are live. That we are. Uh, Daniel says, let's do this. Super excited for tonight's show. So am I. Man, I got to tell you, when I take some of, somewhat of a longer break, you know, I might be out three or four days. And when that beat drops, when the beat drops, when we're actually live, I, I, every time I get chills, man. It's amazing to do something that you love. It's amazing to do something that you love. 1,000% love doing it every day. Uh, And 2022 is going to be a great year for us. It's going to be a great, great year for us. All right, let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing. Got a new sponsor that we'll be rolling out tonight, our good friend Carol Falls from State Farm. Uh, Really appreciate him. Guys, Carol is just such a great, great human being. So I want you guys to give him a call today. So we're going to pay some bills. We'll get right back to it. Throw in your comments inside of the Rudy Crew chat, but none better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by or stop over at 2500 Fluid Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And I got to mention, it's the first time that we are doing this. But our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. Guys, you might know that State Farm agent Carol Foss has great service. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Yep, that's right. Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone in the state of Louisiana. So call State Farm agent Carol Falls today at 985-395-4300. That's 985-395-4300 for your surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurances. State Farm is here for you, and the individual premiums will vary by customer. All a pre, all applicants are subject to State Farm's underwriting process. But like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I've always wanted to do a, go on a live show and say these following words for our good friend Carol. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Bo, so let's get to a couple comments and then we'll get into uh, Mike Dembrock. Uh, but Bo Juro on Facebook, he said, all right, Blake, spill it. When is Caleb Williams announcing that he is coming to LSU? Um, yeah, he's, I, I, guys, I just can't, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. Now, if it happens, I'll be just as excited as everybody else. The one place I don't want to see him end up is Ole Miss. Hmm. That's one place I don't want to see him uh, end up at. That's for damn sure. Uh, I forgot to mention this like I always do. Everybody watching us now, uh, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of your social media platforms. There's over 300 of you watching us live via Facebook. Do us a favor by hitting the like button and hitting the share. Share to some Facebook groups. Share to your social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit that like button. Everybody smash that like button on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell as our YouTube platform is growing ever so much. And if you're listening to us on the audio podcast side, don't forget to subscribe there as well and give us a star rating and feedback uh, there. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Craig Schilling says, people are free to do what they want. If you, si- if you decide to no longer play with your team, then you're quitting on them because you want to join another team. Call it for what it is. We'll get to that in a minute. I want to get to Mike Denbrock, and then I will let all of you guys re-put inside the, the chat and the comments and everything uh, about what do you think about the opt-outs NIL transfer portal it, because it's just been such a big deal over the last, uh, let's just say, 72 hours. So we will do that. But I do got we do need to get to Mike Denbrock and Joe Sloan. Let me start off here because a lot of LSU fans have been worrying over the last – I guess it'd be, I guess, again, the last 72 hours. And some people really have an issue with Brian Kelly naming Mike Denbrock as their offensive coordinator. Now, I've already said my thoughts on Mike Denbrock and how much I love what he does offensively, the schemes that he runs, the 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 personnel that he comes out with, how he likes to run the football, the innovative things he does in the passing game. I really, really do love what I've seen from Mike Denbrock. Now, what a lot of people do is they look at the Alabama game, the Cincinnati-Alabama game from this past week, and they're like, Blake, Cincinnati only scored six points. They only scored six points, Blake. He's a Rudy Pooh. But what actually went on in that game? Because the way that I watch the game and the way that I see it, and people are going to tell me that I might have purple and gold glasses on, but the one thing that you can't say that is actually factual and how I know that this is an actual take and not having the LSU purple and glasses, uh, golden glasses on is this. Got Cincinnati had six drops in the game versus Alabama. Six. Two of them coming in the end zone. Five of other of those passes were also batted down at the line of scrimmage. There was a point there where Desmond Ritter, the quarterback for Cincinnati, had just as many 
drop passes or balls batted down at the line than he had completions. Like I mentioned, two of those catches or two of those drops coming in the end zone that are very critical. But hypothetically, let's and I hate the what if game, but since everybody else likes it and loves it so much, what if that slant on the first series for Cincinnati is caught and not dropped or the ball is not thrown high by Desmond Ritter? What if the wheel route on the fake wide receiver screen, the wheel route dropped in the end zone was actually converted? For people who continue, in 2022, I'm going to do this. If you say that somebody is a trashy play caller or this player's trash, from an AYS standpoint, you better come with some very good descriptions. Because I asked somebody on Twitter when they said that that Mike Denbrock is a horrible offensive coordinator. I was like, why? What, what game are you seeing that I'm not seeing? And they said, well, he keeps, he keeps calling short passes. Well, no, duh. Alabama's pushing out in coverage. They're dropping out in coverage. And then the one time that they come up and play man-to-man coverage, Mike Denbrock calls a fake screen, and a wide receiver's running a, 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 a wheel route, technically, the way that they rolled it up. Up the sidelines... And dropped in the end zone. But take Alabama out. Let's just take Alabama out for just a second. You have to look at everything that happened collectively. And what the kind of game that Mike Denbrock called. The personnel that Mike Denbrock's had at Cincinnati. Because I gave you the games 2020 Notre Dame. I gave you, uh, uh, what was it, 2020, or no, 2021 Notre Dame, 2020 uh, Georgia, where Mike Denbrock is literally scheming them up to a for a win or a potential win. Let's even go back to the last time that Mike Denbrock was with Brian Kelly. Okay, just we just got some, I thought we had some breaking news, but we didn't. Okay. But let's look at Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock and the last time they were together. Over the 10-plus the, the years that Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame, there was only one man that Brian Kelly had on his staff that gave him the best offense that he had ever had. Do you want to know what his name is? It's Mike Denbrock in 2015. Let me tell you this. A lot of things, life throws us a lot of curveballs. Sometimes we can't help those curveballs. Sometimes we can't help when a family member becomes ill. And I'm not saying that happened to Mike Denbrock. But sometimes things happen where we have to take a step back. That doesn't mean we're quitters. That means life comes at us fast. I'm 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 not head over, I'm not going to say I'm head over heels about Mike Denbrock. But the last offensive coordinator we had, had never called plays in the SEC, really had never called plays anywhere ever before. And now you're going to Mike Denbrock, who was with Brian Kelly, and orchestrated the best offense that he had ever had at Notre Dame. The winningest coach, I might add, at Notre Dame. So, yes, I like it. 
you better come with schematics and reasons why Mike Denbrock is a horrible OC than anything. Um, Billy asked breaking news. No, I thought that we did. I thought that we did. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I had ten like direct DMs all in a row. And so I thought that there it all said breaking news, but it it literally was this. Uh Dylan quarterback Dylan Graber was transferred from UCF to UCLA, but now is switching to Oklahoma. So that's what I was referring to a lot of people like people sent it to me all within a uh matter of time and say like Jay miles 56 is dylan gabriel to ou so anyway just wanted to i thought we had some because when something like that goes on um yeah uh craig Schilling says says so will those who killed o for hiring his friends also kill kill kelly for hiring his um craig i i understand and i agree with you on that most coaches hire their friends or somebody that they know who says so. For example, Bill O'Brien is hired as offensive coordinator because Bill Belichick picks up the phone and calls Nick Saban and say, "Look, Bill O'Brien's a damn good offensive mind, and a great offensive coordinator. He's doing he's doing that because of his friend. Like, let's not get that twisted. A lot of coaches, quote unquote, hire their friends, somebody that they feel comfortable with. If you're running a business, you're going to bring in people that you know will do a good job." I think that the difference here is, um, Craig, is that the guys that Orgeron brought in didn't do that great of a job. Like, outside of Steve Ensminger, Jerry Sullivan didn't do good, Scott Linehan didn't do good, Bo Pelini didn't do good, the list goes on and on. So, it to say to talk about Orgeron's staff, that's a little tough when it talks about his friends. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, and we can talk about Joe Sloan, too. Um, Joe Sloan, who's the new quarterback's coach for LSU, was technically announced today, but we all knew that, you know, once the game was over with Mike Denbrock or Cincinnati and Alabama, uh, that it was going to be announced. We've been talking about Mike Denbrock for literally a month now of him being the next offensive coordinator. But this is interesting, and I, I – I'm really fired up for quarterback Joe or quarterback coach. I mean quarterback Joe Sloan. Quarterback coach Joe Sloan, who's been an offensive coordinator uh, at Louisiana Tech. Very innovative mind. And I'm really interested to see how much input he has in this offense. Again, in Brian Kelly building this staff, you literally had a a, a quarterback's coach who called plays. Literally. Your running backs coach was just the head coach at Magnese. Now we're going to see what they do at wide receivers coach. We'll see. Your offensive line coach is considered one of, if not the best, outside of Sam Pittman, offensive line coach in the country, especially top three. Technically, you could say that he's a sitting head coach. Interim head coach, doesn't matter. He's a sitting head coach. Scott Woodward and Brian Kelly had enough faith in Brad Davis to name him the interim head coach, to keep these wheels turning. That should tell you something. You go over to the defensive line. You go over to, um, when we talked about Jamar Kane. Jamar Kane was, we talked about him a lot on Twitter spaces, so it was the reason why I left him out. But Jamar Kane's also named. A guy that has been going, who has gone on to be a great and fantastic recruiter in college. Now, I've had a lot of people talk about, oh, well, Blake, that's too 
defensive coaches from Oklahoma. But in reference to Jamar Cain, guys, they were third in the country in sacks, was Oklahoma. And, and Jamar Cain was considered one of, if not the best defensive line coach in the country last year, for what he was able to do at Oklahoma, who had had such bad defenses, and how he was able to turn it around. If you're going to bring into me a coach that literally led a, a historically bad defense to the number three team in the country in sacks, yeah, I'm okay with that. And the list can go on and on. We can continue to go on and on with this staff. But the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. As a resume, from a resume stand or a resume standpoint, this Brian Kelly staff is the best staff that we have seen someone orchestrate and put together since Nick Saban has been at LSU. You, yeah, you can say John Chavis, but when Chavis was here, you had other coaches that didn't have a lot of experience coaching, uh, calling plays. Frank Wilson at that time was not a head coach or had not been a head coach. The simple fact that Brian Kelly has put this kind of staff together and the things that they're going to do in the transfer portal is going to make LSU, they're going to, and I have full confidence that they will build this team back into a winner. Now, for everybody that hates the transfer portal, especially you LSU fans, you're not going to hate it for long because now you don't have a choice. So... I was going to do this, and let me – let's just do this. I'm going to get to a couple comments. We'll get Then we'll get to a quick break, and then I'm going to go on, a, on the Rafino's rants. But this staff is absolutely amazing from what you've had over, quite honestly, the last eight years. It just is. There's not, there's not a debate for that. You didn't know what Joe Brady was going to do. And quite honestly, watching Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase go absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in the NFL does not shows me more than what I shows me what I need to know. It shows me what I need to know. We need to relax. All right, let's get to a couple of these comments, and then we'll get to. Get to a break, and then we'll get to the Rufino's rants. Uh, Jerry Billiot says, ha- says, hashtag asks, Blake, what do you think about Jamar Cain being the running game coordinator as well as D-line coach? I love it. Uh, he said, do you feel that they gave him the, that position because he would know how to scheme against uh, for the D-line? Absolutely. God, there were, guys, Oklahoma, who's been historically trash water, ass water on defense, led was third in the nation in sacks. Yeah, I'm a, yes. And, and he recruited all those guys? Yes. I really, really like it. Don't don't really care that it's, well, Blake, it's the Big 12, it's Oklahoma. He also didn't have Mason Smith, Jaqueline Roy, and Jacoby and Guillory, and P.J. Ojolari. He just didn't. Sure shit, made, sure shit made Oklahoma kids look good and recruited them and built them up well. So, yeah, I... I Yes. Uh, Matt says, hashtag ask Blake, what are the chances we get Notre Dame offensive line or DB? I Look, I to- we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I, I don't know if we broke it, but I think we were the only people talking about it. Um, 
or even really mention it. I told you three weeks ago that there was going to be seven to ten kids from Notre Dame that were going to hit the portal. Guys, it's here. It's it's happening. Do you get some of those kids? Yeah. And then we will shut the we will shut the book on that nobody from Notre Dame wanted to come play for Brian Kelly. Guys, they're not – these kids aren't li- – kids commit to coaches all the time. Brian Kelly's no different. To the Notre Dame media and fans, you don't know what you're talking about. You're Just because you're Notre Dame doesn't exempt you for this not happening in the portal. Sorry. Go light a candle because Brian Kelly's coming to the bayou, baby. <laughs> and I got to give a good shout-out to Father A. Bear. He did something very nice for me. Um, I was going to read it, but I'm going to send him something. Father A. Bear is one of our best listeners, if not our best listener. That's for damn sure. Tyler Cormier says, has, says hashtag Ask Blake, is Dwight McLaughlin hurt? No, he's not. Didn't see him on Jock, uh, Jock Doucet's depth chart. Well, that wasn't Jock's. That was LSU's. And he said, or do I miss him here? No, I, I hear that he might be out for team violations. So, um, we'll see. All right, last one, and then we'll get to um, – or last two, and then we'll get to uh, break, and then Rufino's rants. Gerald Holyfield says Sloan can recruit, too. Great recruiter, fantastic recruiter, great developer. If he has any input of this offense, it's going to be really good, too. Guys, you're not going to get out coaching out schemed. I said this on Twitter Spaces and got ripped by Alabama fans. By the way, I, I don't know why I try to have legitimate conversations with Alabama fans on these Twitter Spaces because I, I I legitimately feel like they have no idea what the hell that they're talking about. Nick Saban in Alabama got out schemed against Cincinnati. Cincinnati just didn't have the personnel. Doesn't mean that Nick Saban's not the goat or not the greatest coach of you know not the greatest coach of all time. Or, or anything like that. It doesn't mean that shit. Like, legitimately, it doesn't. Nick Saban can be out-schemed. What Nick Saban is not get, what's not happening to Nick Saban is you're not getting better players than him. Nine of the first ten plays offensively for Alabama was runs. Straight dives. Inside zones. They physically dominated at the point of attack offensively to start off the game. Defensively, offensively after that, they rarely could do anything. Bryce Young looked timid. What happens if Mike Dembrock schemed up the way, the things that he did, and the balls, the the, the slant in the first and the first possession in the first quarter is not dropped, and the wheel route along the sideline is not dropped, and your game is 27-20 going into the last possession of the game, and Cincinnati's knocking on the door and scoring. What then? Because I'll tell you this. Kayshawn Booty isn't missing that is not missing that catch. Walker Howard is not overthrowing that slant. Understand what you're watching. Uh, uh, Alejandro Escobar. 
on YouTube, I mean on Facebook, says, LSU fans often forget Brian Kelly also knows offense. We are no longer handicapped by a coach who that really doesn't specialize in anything major. That's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, Nick Wobble says 340 yard, 50 yards to barely 100. I don't think Bama got out skiing, Blake. They didn't exactly uh, what they planned to do. Nick, you had six drop passes, my guy. Kids are wide open and they drop passes. Let's hypothetically, let's hypothetically just take half of the eleven. I'll even give you five of them, and you have five more completions for touch or, or for fifty yards and touchdowns. Nick, they dropped two touchdowns. Yards don't give anything about points. Oh, they only had three three hundred fifty yards. Yeah, well, of the three hundred and fifty yards, Brian, uh, uh, who's the running back? Uh, uh, Brian, what's his name? Brian Robinson had almost two hundred of it. The Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, Bryce Young, didn't look that great. Yards mean nothing when you're dropping passes in the end zone. Nothing. It doesn't matter. You, Hey, Nick, do me a favor at the end of the show. Go look at the yards that the Saints had against Green Bay in week one and then go look at the final score and the points. As Screech Powers from Saved by the Bell would say, Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. Mike says it seems like people don't know what out schemed is. Come on, bro. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna leave good, good, good enough alone. Good enough alone. All right, let's do this. Let's pay some bills around here, and then we will get uh, to the Rafinos Ranch. You're going to want to stay in, t- in store for that. None better than our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. Now that it is legal to use the mobile betting services in the state, you need to get over to BetOnline.ag. Use the Believe 50 AYS podcast tab and get 50% off your first welcome bonus. That's Believe 50 AYS podcast tab. Guys, we got NFL games. We have, well, we've got one more college football game, the national championship. You got LSU tomorrow. That line has flipped very, very crazy over the last 24 hours. The best place to use it is betonline.ag. Again, that's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. And our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Guys, have the insurance companies really just left you high and dry during the season or during Hurricane Ida, and they have not filed your claims. Call the Drake Williams Law Firm today, 985-386-7600. They will give you a free consultation if you mention this show and you mention Blake Rafino. Again, that's Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call at 985-386-7600. Tell him, Blake, since you on by. All right, let's get started. Uh, Chris English says, Kansas State are huge favorites now. Yeah, that's, see, that's what happens. That's what happens when Orgeron is, is, is able to meddle in things. So now we're going to start Rafino's rants. Let me start off by saying this. About six weeks ago, 
about six weeks ago, we had a topic on this show. And I got a shit ton of pushback from fans, from from friends, hell, even from family members. Because I asked a general question about how crazy this LSU roster was looking into the end of the season and bowl season. Because here's what we know. There's always going to, in today's day and age, there's always going to be kids that transfer. There's always going to be kids that leave early for the draft that maybe shouldn't. There's always situations where, you know what, kids just hanging up flat, flat out. Guys, you're at 39 scholarship kids. Last two weeks ago, we talked about, and I said I was very generous that there was 51 kids that I knew of that could potentially play in this game. And I was even putting in Ty Davis-Price, who opted out to go into the NFL. I even allowed him to be a part of this game, just so it looked good. You're going to have to give Brian Kelly time, man. This whole LSU's going 9-3, and three, not... You know, uh, one recruit comes in, one coach comes in. Hey, we're going nine and three. You better be careful with that, because this is going to be a slower rebuild than may it, it, it may be. But hell, if Brian Kelly does go nine and three next year, give that man a Nobel Peace Prize. Which leads me to this. Which leads me to this. I would assume, and I want to have the debate, so everybody that wants to talk about NIL, everybody that wants to talk about opt-outs, everybody that wants to talk about especially opt-outs or transfer portal, whatever, put your comments in here right now. I want to have a legitimate debate with you. You have a problem with NIL. If you have a problem with opting out, if you want to, have, if you have a problem with a transfer portal, Put your comments in here right now because we need to have a discussion. I want to lay a few ground rules on things that I believe because I made a statement yesterday that I think got taken a little out of context. Guys and girls, I'm here to tell you that is of my opinion that the bowl games, the non-playoff bowl games, what do they really mean? Because to me, I and yesterday I used the word meaningless. Maybe I was a little harsh there. Maybe I was a little harsh there. And I will support and I will say when I'm wrong. Because I'm human and I have to accept that. But LSU with 39 scholarship players going to the Texas Bowl doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion. For me, my opinion. Let me also say this. I want LSU to play. I love LSU football. I will always love LSU football. Guys, there's 785 of you in here right now. We have built a business surrounded by LSU football. So, yes, I do love it. But I also understand circumstances. For all of you, for all of you that are 
against the transfer portal. Let me advise you of this. You better get ready for it. And you because LSU is about to go out there and get a lot of kids in the portal. They're going to have to go out and get a lot of kids in the transfer portal to have a legitimate roster. Because the old raspy voice man that you had just four weeks ago didn't know how to not only keep a roster together, but maybe sometimes his shoes even tied. You cannot, as fans, as anyone, tell a human being where they can and cannot go to school. There has to be there has to be some type of regulation on the transfer portal. I understand it. I understand that. It seems as if from some it's it it is free agency. Will you know how to stop that? Make sure kids don't sign one year scholarship deals. Let's get to the truth of all of this. Because all of this comes down to money. You, if you're up now, we're getting to the opting out part. If you're upset with a kid opting out because of honor and respect, that's really funny to me. Because for so long, everybody talked about money when it came to college football. It was passed in courts that you can't use someone's name, image, and likeness without their consent and profit off of it. Somebody called me out today for doing it. Love him to death. But you can't, and I didn't profit off of it. You're expanding the playoff to 12 teams because of money. You're playing in a bowl game because of money. You paid kids, meaning LSU, Pay kids in recruiting before it was technically legal in the NCAA. From the first time that a coach walked into a player's house, talked to his parents and talked to him, it's been nothing about money. Expanding the playoff is nothing but money, and here's why. Number 12, Iowa, is not beating number one, Alabama. So now you're mad because LSU is going to the Texas Bowl and Ty Davis-Price, who, by the way, has a very short shelf life as a running back, opts out of the Texas Bowl. Now, there, I did say this, and believe it or not, they got a little emotional when I said this. The people that normally have a problem with this are part of the older generation. I didn't say anything wrong about you. I didn't just say anything negative about you. But go down my DM. I mean, go down my DM. Go down my timeline. Go down those comments. You're going to make everything else about money, but when a kid opts out for a game that, quite honestly, doesn't mean anything, you talk about honor and respect. Well, let's talk about that fucking honor and respect that you have because there will be a kid that commits to LSU and in two years in recruiting, when he verbally committed to your school, where he put out on Twitter, I am committed to Louisiana State University. And when it comes time to to sign that kid to a, uh, a letter of intent to go to your school, 
You will process him out. You will tell him, you know what? We think we're getting a better recruit. Why don't you go look elsewhere? And then you talk about honor and respect, and you don't want the kid that was committed for you to t- for two years. You want the new kid. And you want to talk to me about honor and respect. Don't come at me with honor and respect when you're okay with, go get it, with going and getting a five-star, but the three-star kid that was committed to you for two years, you're like, hey, screw this guy. Honor and respect. You can't fit the narrative that plays to your benefit. I'm, if, it, it, let me say this. If a single parent household, most, a lot of people come from single parent households. Okay? Let's just say that single parent makes $50,000 a year. Let's just say one of these kids that opts out of the bowl is going to get half a million, a million dollars when he, when he gets drafted you do realize that how long his parent would have to work for that family to see the money that he's getting. And you're talking about to this kid honor and respect. When quite honestly, all LSU athletics really is, when it comes down to it, is money. The root of all evil is money. Don't you dare come at me with honor and respect when you have none, and you don't care about the three-star kid that's been committed to you for three years, but yet you're worried about them opting out of a bowl game. Don't move the goalposts. There's no black and white with you, right? There's no gray area. Boy, I'm going to get, I'm really going to get some very bad hate mail. But it's true. When you have a three-star kid that nobody's bitching about, nobody's sticking up for, when he gave your verb, you, he gave you his word, and he never backed out of it. Honor and respect. Two words that nobody in football truly lives up to at times. I've heard, I've heard thousands of you that have been in, inside this show, and you've told me, you've told me, Blake Ed Orgeron has to be fired because he can't run a $100 million business. What's the difference now? All right, let's get to a couple of comments. Eddie Smith says, you're right. Terry Hilton says, Dan Rafino is serious when the red dry, dry erase marker gets out there. Mike Andrews says, Aggies have signed 25 and now picking up Harold Perkins. How do they do that? I don't know. Uh, Dylan says, bowl games are meaningless now when college football goes to eight or more teams. College football needs to get rid of the bowl games. You can't get mad at a, ki- you can't get mad at a kid that leaves a bowl game. 
And then I and then I have people in here telling me, well, Blake, what does it mean about LSU five and uh, you know being five and six playing A and M? They're playing to get into a bowl game for those kids that want to have the chance to go to the bowl game. It's their choice. Put reg put regulations on it. New semester happened. I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, Zay says, hashtag ask Blake, we have in church in here. Fire. It's just the truth, man. I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, I, I, I'm legitimately tired of having these double, sta- these double standards of things. You don't want kids opting out? Okay, I understand it. Guess what? At the end of it, I don't want kids leaving LSU. Why would I want kids leaving LSU? Calm down and think about everything that's – and I understand what you're coming from when you talk about honor and respect. But they're not quitters. And people that are in the media calling them quitters, and especially former players that are calling these kids quitters – then you technically quitted when you left as a junior and you went in the NFL or MLB or NBA draft. Well, Blake, the season was over. Bullshit. There was a roster of kids that are still on that team that you came in with that you gave a promise to. You're going to come at me with honor and respect. Kevin says, so, Blake, I get it. Texas Bowl isn't a prestige bowl, but after how the bad season was and a 6-6 six and six depleted team, it should matter. The problem is it does it, – problem is it don't because of today's game. To go to a bowl, you used to have honor to play. That was before. They now have 35-plus of them, and that what I feel tarnish pride of teams. I, I don't – How? How? It's not your decision. Guess what? Make regulations to fight it. But you're getting here's here's the ultimate truth. You're getting mad at players for opting out when the NCAA and Mark Emmert is allowing this to happen. You're getting mad at the wrong person. But you're not at Mark Emmert's door banging it down, telling him that he needs to change it. What he does is he sits on his hands. Like a little coddle, well, fish don't have le- hands, but he sits on his hands. He's scared and he wobbles around like a little coddlefish. And then he's like, oh, God, Congress, what are you going to do? And then bitches out Congress on Twitter. Be at his front door knocking on it. It's, it's insane to me. Chris says, thank God for the portal. And that's another thing. You want to win next year, guys? You're going to have to go to the transfer portal. Ha ha. Bo Jero says, it honestly took Fournette opting out for me to realize exactly what you're talking about, Blake. Guys, millions and millions, and I feel like I'm a former president saying that, and I don't mean it like that, but millions and millions of dollars are on the line for the kids. Well, if you're a sure-round first-rounder. You know, here are some some plausible things that I think could happen. Seriously, I believe this. 
Here's some plausible things. Let NF, let players go out and see their draft status before they get drafted or go into the draft. Meaning, let like basketball, I think, does it so well. That's why Javante Smart comes back and plays two extra years. It's why Darius Days comes back and plays a couple extra years. Kids are able to go and talk to NFL teams, and you don't regulate it so that they can get feedback from NFL teams and they can make a decision if they want to go in the draft or not. And nine times out of ten, the guys that know that they're not getting drafted, they then come back to, guess what, wait for it, college. Because you have so many people around these kids' heads saying you're a bona fide first-round pick. We got people in the local media saying that one of LSU's current players is a is a bona fide first-round pick. No, he isn't. No, he's not. You don't know what you're talking about. There's 32 slots in the NFL in the first round. And Sean puts it the best here on YouTube. People mad, but it's Orgeron's fault for screwing up the roster numbers. Kelly won't be so patient. No, he won't. Put regulations on the portal. I understand it. Make there be guidelines. There used to be guidelines and you didn't have it. But then Congress said, guess what? You can't do that. It's against the law. And before we talk about politics, before we talk about everything else, you can't be, this is a democracy. It's not a dictatorship. I understand that the purity of sports is what we're all fighting about. But you got to stop looking at somebody else's money. And I sure as fuck don't need an LSU professor to tell me what I need to do with my money, just like NFL fo- or LSU football players don't need him to tell you them what they need to do with their lives. LSU football goes out and spends $100 million on a new head football coach. And is Brian Kelly a quitter? Everybody calling players in the portal or players opting out quitters. Is Brian Kelly a quitter? And before you talk about early national signing day, you better come with more than this. It's early national signing day because coaches have gone out and coached bowl games before. You know who didn't? Brian Kelly. Scott Frost did a couple of seasons ago and put the smackdown on Auburn's ass when he was at UCF. You know who else did it? Brian Kelly when he was at Cincinnati and put the smackdown on the team that he was playing's ass. You care because it's LSU, and you don't worry about anything else other than that. I have put thousands of dollars into this business. Yeah, you're right. I don't like LSU football. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. Guess Joe Burrow's a quitter now, too, isn't he? Didn't finish his season. All right, let's move on. Steve Ryan says, if you don't want to play to opt out, then have then have them go get an insurance if they get hurt or draft stock drops. Insurance don't uh, – the Lloyds of London has shown that they're go, they're not going to make what they do, and it's still their decision. 
Jason says, I wish neighbors would opt out uh, of popping firecrackers tonight. Oh, <laughs> two days in New Year's. I get what you're saying. It's funny. Rob Boudreaux says, that's the answer, Blake. Let them see where they would actually uh, go, how many of our guys left and would never got drafted. And let them come back, man. Let them come back. Find ways to do it. Renee Toop says, Blake, what do you think needs to be done with the portal and NIL going forward? <sighs> I think that you're going to have to put some kind of regulations on it. But in reference to telling kids where they can and cannot go to school – you can't do that. Sorry. You got away. College football got away with doing it for so long. But you can't do it. Sorry. If you want to, when that kid turns 18, if that kid wants to pick up and go somewhere and a school will admit him, you can't stop him. Democracy, not dictatorship. Look, I'm going to lose viewers over this. I don't care. But I am so sick and tired of people calling a 18 or a 20-year-old a quitter when they quit them damn selves. If I tripled your salary, you would you would go with you would come to AYS and leave your current employer. If I tripled your current salary. You wouldn't talk about honor and respect. I, I don't know what the regulations are that they need to put on it. I, I really don't. I don't get, you know, that's a topic for another day. It's a topic for another day. Terrell says, I'm on the same page as you, Blake, but I still feel like I got sca- uh, scattled with that rant, scalded with that rant. I hear you. Zachary Bro says, I can agree with that argument, but to me, honor and respect goes both ways, but so does loyalty then don't cut the three-star kid loose the day before National Signing Day. Nobody talks about that. You want to talk about honor and respect? Come on, man. Even if a kid's processed weeks before National Signing Day, he's been committed to you for two years. Come on, man. Uh, Mark says, Blake, any update on the new studio? Yeah, we're getting there. We're almost there. We're almost there. We just got some things we got to do. Dude, and I'll tell you this. Things are so long being shipped in, too. So stupid. It takes things so long to get here. Okay, okay. We do have a football game, though. We do have a football game. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. But we do have a football game tomorrow. <laughs> we do have a football game tomorrow, and it's Kansas State. It's Kansas State. Um, guys, i got to be honest. I don't really know what to expect from this game. <laughs> um, look, there's a lot of rumor about Matt O'Dowd, and obviously he's not playing, got a little nicked up, and that's kind of being well-reported out there now. Uh, Drontre Kirkland at quarterback, a lot of people have talked about it on Twitter and a lot of different things. Um, look, man, what do you expect? Um, John Emery's not playing at running back, obviously. Neither is Ty Davis-Price. Neither is Amari Goins. So, you have Corey Connor and Josh uh, Josh Williams. Those are, your two, those are your two running backs. 
I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe they can pull it out. Maybe they can get it done. Maybe they can pull a rabbit out of a hat. But depth is an issue. You know, I don't worry about offense or defense. I worry about special teams. I worry about the kid playing 70 defensive snaps and then having to run down the field on special teams and it's winded and he's tired and he's, he's not able to go anymore and he gets, a, he gets a face mask in his ear hole and they're like, hello, and that's how you get hurt. That's how you get hurt. So, do I want LSU to win? Yes. And, look, we'll either do a pregame or a postgame show. Postgame show, man, that's just so, so late on a Tuesday night. So, we might just do a pregame show. But, look, I think the only way LSU can win this game is if they're, if it's 17-14. It's the only, the only way I see it. I mean, somebody's going to have to show me how they score touchdowns Maybe because your offensive line's here, your entire offensive line, maybe you can get a running game going, but, man, it's going to be tough sledding. Don't mean that in the wrong way. It's just going to be tough sledding. You better hope you, they don't score. Other than that, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, Justin said, triple my salary, I'll drop my job and won't blink. <laughs> uh, true. Uh, Daniel says, instead of a player sitting out for a year, if they transfer, make them sit out like four or five games. Could be a possibility. Could be a possibility. I wouldn't mind that. But you got to put – you have to put some regulations on it, man. Or or if it's technically a contract that you're signing, make them sign it for more than one year. Technically, a scholarship is a form of agreement. And you have to meet year-to-year requirements. Everybody knows about TOPS, and there's a reason why TOPS is a year-to-year requirement. So is a scholarship. But find a way, get the NCAA to pass where it's more than a one-year scholarship. Make it a two-year. Do something. But you got to find regulations that everybody's okay with. I guarantee you, universities aren't going to matter or aren't going to care about that. But coaches will probably look at it a little bit differently when they want to process a kid out and they can't. Hey, man, why don't you go hit the portal? Nobody remembers a kid that they tell to go hit the portal either. It's not just the players that have the problem with this. You, We all allow this to happen. Some form or fashion, we all allowed it. Uh, Army hashtag or Army Phaser on YouTube says hashtag Andrew Blake. Any thoughts on Price going undrafted? One unnamed show mentioned that he might he may do better pl- to play another year. I think he gets drafted. Yeah, I think he gets drafted. I mean, running backs have such a short shelf life, man. Um, let's see. The mayor on YouTube says expecting a spring game evaluating talent. Hmm. You don't have any, you don't have a lot of talent. Uh, Kevin says all and all Blake. I think the guys will play hard tomorrow. Yeah, guys. No, I'm not saying that they won't. I'm not saying that they won't. I think that they will too. I think that they'll play hard too. Nobody, nobody is saying that they won't play hard. Nobody. 
Uh, Joe Square on Facebook says everything is a business, whether it's college or the NFL. No doubt. Nick Rizzuto says sounds like you, that I need that you need to go dust off those pads and play. I'll do it. Shit. Jason Morgan says it's four ninety nine via super chat. Thank you, my friend. He says which players do you know are out of academic issues? Um. Let me say this, because I'm not going to give any specific names, Jason, and I hate to do that, but um, I was told it was in the double digits. How do you have two situations back-to-back years where you have academic issues, especially the one with John Emery and somebody in compliance isn't fired? Unreal, man. Unreal. Um, Duda Ricks 12 says, Blake, Brian Kelly has to stop the bleeding of draft-eligible players leaving and going in the third round or worse. Shit, third round's actually not that bad. Alvin Kamara went in the third round. I would say anywhere from the fifth, sixth, seventh round. I still think fourth round's still a high pick. I mean, you're in the top 150. 150. Um Look, I, I I mean, to me, if you if you think that you can go in the top three rounds, go right on ahead and do it, man. Go right on ahead and do it. Uh, oh, Danny Girl sends us four ninety nine via super chat. Thanks, Danny Girl. She says hashtag Rudy Crew rant. Clean house and compliance and admin. No Baskerville, Doomerville, Jones, Lewis, Flat, Bradford, McLaughlin. You have one job. Dwayne says, LOL, somebody got fired. Well, not who probably needs to. Jacob Marshall says, for the love of God, BK and Scott Wilber need to fix compliance crap. They, yeah, they do. They need to fix the weed policy, which I hear things on, but I hear them every single year about the weed policy stuff. They need it. You can't let these academic issues continue to happen. That's That, to me... Is more is worse than the cigaweed, as somebody put it in here. Something about cigaweed. It's it it's ten times worse. Ten times worse. Sean says, "Why not just let them come back if they go undrafted?" Yeah, you kind of can't do that, man. Let them go out. Let them go out there. See what their draft status is. If they want to come back, do it. Because if a team, if two or three teams. Using this, just using this, if two or three teams tell Cardell Flott that he's not going to get drafted, even if he tests well, then he'll come back. Uh, Patrick Wood said, is Trey Bradford available at running back tomorrow? He is not. He is not. He is not. But I agree with Danny Girl. We got a clean house, man. We got a clean house. All right, a couple more, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Robert Loss is hashtag asked Blake, do you think LSU higher-ups should back out of the game? At what point do you put player safety at risk? No, you're in here now. You're in here now. Shit. 
You, you, you're less than tw- you're literally 24 hours away from playing. Hell no, don't do that. Because let me say let me say this. You want to talk about honor and respect now? Then you show honor. You show no honor and respect to Kansas State. Zero. Zero. All right, last one. Mark says, where does Caleb Williams end up? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I, I lied. Alejandro Escobar says, the crazy part about LSU's compliance is it doesn't happen anywhere else in the SEC. Isn't that, just, isn't, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Unreal. All right, we're not talking about opting out anymore, but I had to get it off my chest. Mike Denbrock's you know, new OC, and he's going to do some great shit. See y'all tomorrow, Rudy Crow. Pre-game. Let's do a pre-game. Pre-game before the LSU kickoff at 8 o'clock. We'll see y'all tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Y'all be here at B-Square. Have a good night, guys. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.